What would change in the world if you, me, and everyone choose to feed the wolf of possibilities instead of the one of doubt, distrust, and despair? The way I see it, our point of view creates reality, not the other way around. Somewhere deep within, I think we know that. In this podcast, I am daring you to claim this remarkable superpower. Join us and be inspired by trackers, explorers, and finders of possibilities from the multiverse of hope. Welcome to the podcast, Feeding the Wolf of Possibilities, with your host, Katrina Valentin. Welcome to this episode of the Wolf Podcast. Today, we're going to dive into the possibilities of everything green, alive, and growing. Meet the brilliant Monica Gilliam, a plant whisperer with green, sparkly fingers. Come on, come along and find out more about her secret agenda for the entire world. Welcome, Monica. Hi, hi. (laughs) So what is it with you and plants? Tell us. Well, honestly, you know, I never thought that it was anything all of that special. I thought that everybody loved plants the way that I do. (laughs) And it's taken me quite a while to realize that maybe there's something a little bit different for me with plants. But they just, honestly, they just really capture my attention. And so in that, it's like I'm always present with them. I find them to nurture my body in a certain way. It's like when I'm in a place that has plants, I relax. And when I'm in a place that doesn't have plants, I'm just a little bit more tense. And so it's this this kind of subtle thing uh, when I look at it for me, you know, but I've just always had a way with helping plants grow. And um, I know it's really funny. And, and I, maybe this says something more about how we are in general, but it, it really is this thing that has been so easy for me that I did just assume that it was easy for everybody else, you know? Well, it is interesting. Like my mom had what people would call green fingers <laughs> in Sweden, where she really loved plants. She would spend hours in the garden And she would spend a lot of time, you know, taking care of the plants in the house as well. And and there were plants everywhere all the time. And they were always thriving, like always thriving. And I would say for me, when I watched her as a kid, it was her caring for the plants and she would talk to them. She would like have little conversations with them when totally. she by and <laughs> tell them about the little leaves that were falling off or something else that was going on. And then she would water them. She would be very careful what plant needed what. So if you looked at that, would you say that you have green fingers? <laughs> yeah. I mean, with you saying that, it's like, think about anything where there's so much care extended you know, maybe it's to an animal, maybe it's to a friendship or something like that. And, and it's like your presence is the nurturing, you know, your, your caring is what creates those green fingers. I actually, you know, the funny thing, I I used to work with this woman from Sweden. (laughs) It was very, very Swedish (laughs) from my understanding, you know, not being Swedish or not having grown up there. And she was always talking to her plants and 
showing me all of these different things about her plants. And she talked a lot about, you know, the consciousness of the earth and that there is like this aliveness to the plants that was different than maybe other people would think about. And then uh, she introduced me to a lot of different books um, and, and the, the work of the people in Scotland at this garden Findhorn, where they were doing all sorts of really simple things of just like talking to the garden, asking the garden for assistance. They, they moved to this plot of land that was not very rich. The soil was not very rich or anything. And they just started talking to what they said was like the spirit of the earth and just asking, you know, okay, so what, basically what's possible? What can we have here? And, and we need, you know, richer dirt. And then a, a truck of cow manure took the turn really quickly and dropped a bunch of cow manure. And all of these things just started to come together. And, and they, I was reading these books that were just so magical in the way that people would just go out into the garden and talk to the garden and ask what the garden was showing them and just kind of relax and and let themselves include themselves in this unfolding conversation that was going on all around them you know with the growing process and so this woman who I worked for she um one day she asked me to go into the garden and cut back all of these plants. And I was like, you know, early 20s. I was like, oh no, how, how, how would that feel for the plants? I think the plants are alive. Is it going to be okay? Is it going to hurt them? So I went out into the garden and I just said, okay, garden, um, I have this job to do. And if there's anything that I shouldn't cut, can you just let me know? And if there's anything that I should cut, can you let me know? And I wasn't even really certain who I was talking to. I was just like, if there's anything that can hear me and talk to me, let me know. And so then I just started cutting away. And every once in a while, my hands would just stop. And it wasn't like I couldn't move them. They would just pause. And then I knew I had asked. So then maybe I should listen. And I would kind of investigate. And it was like, there was a moment that I was about to cut through the watering system. And there was a moment that I was about to cut through another little plant that was hidden. And in that moment, for me, it was like, wow, I'm aware of something that I, I didn't even realize I could be engaging with. And I've always just had this appreciation for the garden, but then there it was like, I, I was so empowered in a way to engage by including the garden, by in asking, okay, what would you like? And then, you know, from then on, I just, I'm so curious. I just started asking all sorts of questions like, hey, tree, what's it like to be a tree? <laughs> you know, and then my attention would just go wherever it would go. It'd go to the bark or it'd go to the roots or something. And then I would just kind of ask to energetically be present there. And all sorts of things have opened up. Um, so it's it's been like my own journey of discovery with myself of just getting to ask questions and have the joy of exploration in the world. And then 
with the plants in particular, there's been this kind of feedback that I've started to notice. In a way, you're creating this relationship with the plants uh, in a very different relationship, more like a creationship or a sense of oneness. And you know these studies where if you scream at a plant, it actually dies. And if you talk kindly and friendly to a plant, it grows more. And it's like taking that and expanding that possibility into something so much more. Truly. I mean, I, you know, I studied acupuncture and other energetic healing modalities. And there were all of these really, really subtle techniques that we would do with people's bodies and the impact that it would have was remarkable. So like, there's one thing with Japanese acupuncture where you, you test the pulse. And so as we were learning, we would have one practitioner who was like trying to figure out where to needle. And then, you know, their friend was feeling the pulse of the person. And whenever you got to a place where the body was like, yes, that seems great, then the pulse would really relax or the pulse would change. But the thing is that it would change the pulse for everybody in the room would change when that one person's body got like more ease or was listened to. It was like, yeah, yeah, right over here. And so my teacher would stand across the room and she would just feel her own pulse. And then she could verify for each of us if we were, you know, on a point that would like really be a contribution or not. And it was, it was so amazing to notice that. And it's just like, you know, we spend a lot of time trying to like verify what we're aware of. And we have the scientists who have the cool little gadgets and, you know, machines and stuff like that. But, but there's so much more obviously than what we've been able to measure that for kind of the general people walking through the world there's there's actually this like magic going on that people don't recognize because maybe they haven't been introduced to it you know and so this thing about like the pulse that just you know inspired me so much is that 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 is that is an energetic resonance that moves out into the world and it can affect everything. It can affect the people, but it can also affect the plants, the animals, everything. So the screaming is another resonance and the kindness is another resonance. True. And I know that lately, probably uh, the past well, quite a few years now, some doctors have been prescribing garden therapy to people. So you got I didn't all happy know that. Now. I would prescribe If you had seen Monica, you would have seen her very happy. So would you want to talk about that? Oh my goodness. Well, okay. This is where I might get a little bit out there, but you know, okay. So, you know, homeopathy, it's the thing that I find that's really interesting about it is that the different plants and, you know, different medicines that are, or kind of ingredients that become a part of homeopathic medicines, they are so subtle and it's not a huge chemical component. It's like diluted and diluted and diluted and diluted. And so it's more like the energetic essence of whatever that is, that your body receives this like 
this signature of something and then your body responds with that or to that in all sorts of different ways. I'm not, you know, uh, completely educated in homeopathy. I just find it super interesting because my experience in the garden has been something like that, where I don't always need to eat the thing to receive from it. I can just go into the garden and be next to a certain plant and my body will kind of receive its pulse or its energetic resonance. And it's been interesting because I did study quite a lot of herbology, herbal medicine, and there have been times when my body has been having some sort of difficulty or other, you know, even something as silly as just like itchiness or kind of like insect stings or something. And I've just gone out into the garden and it said, you know, okay, body, what do you require? And then I, you know, kind of wander around or I go on a walk or something and I find myself really drawn to a particular plant. And so then I just go hang out with it and admire it and enjoy it and kind of I have a little app on my phone that takes a picture of it and tells me what it is because I don't always remember their names, you know, and then I just, you know, enjoy that. And I can't tell you how many times when I've gone to study more about that particular plant, that has been the the medicine for whatever it is that was going on with my body. And I would notice this kind of release, you know, and it's, it, Sometimes it's been quite noteworthy, like a like a trumpet playing, you know, and sometimes it's very subtle. But but so to to think about people being invited to go into the garden, it's like, yes, I mean, there there is every medicine possible here, you know, and and honestly, we our bodies would not survive without the plants. You know, we wouldn't be able to breathe. We wouldn't be able to eat or, you know, maybe the animals that we eat wouldn't be able to eat, you know? So it's like our well-being is really a part of this conversation with everything that's going on on the planet, with all of the, the life and living that's here, you know? So being invited to go into the garden is I just can't I can't think of anything more exciting you know because to have more people kind of include themselves in in the environment in what's actually going on beyond their walls there's just so much nurturing that can go in all directions both from the people into the world and from the world into the people you know what's your sense about this like a growing movement of earthing, you know, step barefoot out on the earth and receive the energy of the earth. What's your sense around that? You know, it's funny. I, I bought a little sheet that's like an earthing sheet a while ago because I was living in an apartment building and in a place that was cold. And so I never was just walking out on the earth. And I actually did notice that I slept really well with it. I, I think that it's amazing the resonance that gets created for the body when stepping onto the earth versus being around a bunch of like computers and whatnot. And that's the kind of thing that 
for me, it's like being reminded to say hello to the earth, however you do it, is like, yes, let's have more of that. If you want a gadget to do it, if you need to give it a name, to remind yourself to go step on the earth, like, yes, it's also actually possible, no matter where you are, to kind of reach out and connect with the earth. And, and it's remarkable being in rooms of people when they are reminded to do that, how immediately it changes, you know, because no matter where you are, unless you're, you know, very few people who are going into space, you are on the earth, you know, and, and everything that is surrounding you has at some point come from some process of something that was found here on the earth, you know, and so there's earth all around you to be connecting with and a lot of the time it's our point of view that we use to separate ourselves you know you can you can be inside a house that's you know right next to a bunch of trees and maybe you don't have any plants inside and you can think I'm not around plants but that's not really true (laughs) you just have a little wall up you know literally and sometimes figuratively as well and and you can simply ask to be aware of the plants nearby. And what I love with that so much is, you know, I invite people to talk to the plants all the time. And I'm so grateful that it doesn't seem as crazy as I thought it would when I was younger, you know, uh, to invite people to talk to the plants. But, But it really is just about getting their own attention engaged beyond you know their fingertips or beyond the end of their nose if you ask somebody to talk to a plant then they just become a bit more aware of it you know and if the plant has anything to say in return awesome you know but so with the whole like earthing movement and all of that it's like yes it, it's time for us to to remember that we are a part of this amazing unfolding conversation of life and living on this planet we're not separate from it no matter how much we've tried to make ourselves separate from it and that you know there are all of these ways that we can engage beyond that separation whether that's going out and putting your feet on the ground and having a sense of what that is. Or, you know, some people can't put their feet on the ground and say they're in a wheelchair or something like that. But none of it has to limit you, you know, to not receive from this, you know, nurturing planet that we're on. Thank you. It's so true. I moved to a new house about three years ago and the forest is right here. It's like right outside the window there. And I, in the mornings, I'll see hares and deers walking across my garden. And it's changed the whole way I relate to coming home. I am, when I come home, I'm actually home with the earth. I'm home with the forest. I'm not just home in my house, but I'm actually home back with the forest again. Right. Well, it's funny that you say that because, you know, so I have 
my um my secret agenda i have several secret agendas and one is for the entire earth to become a park and it's like what so what is that you know what is a park a park is a place that um is full of habitat and that can include people you know and it doesn't have to exclude anybody else you know so i so i've had these little campaigns that I'm starting and you know maybe it's just me telling my parents or whatever but but it's working oh so one of them is like a park in every home you know like if you have a little spot that a little cricket can live in it's a park <laughs> you know and then also like get to know your neighbors who are your neighbors your neighbors are not just the people your neighbors are that tree over there that is home to so many species you know we watch these like nature documentaries and stuff like that and they're just like oh my gosh did you see this bird it was so beautiful but that bird is actually coming to your house regularly or whatever you know so it's like you're talking about the deer and the hares and stuff like that it's like these are your neighbors you know and how fun I mean it's funny I think about this with people who have dogs and cats and stuff I'm always Ever since I was a kid, I was like, you have a friend who's a dog? <laughs> That's amazing. How cool is that? And like, we can have that more and more, you know, like, oh, yeah, that's the squirrel that comes through my house or through my yard, maybe not your house, you know, but but so like going around and getting to know your neighbors and realizing that you can like introduce yourself or introduce them to you it's it's very exciting so hearing you you know being at home with the forest it's like yes and and what a what an amazing neighbor to have what an amazing bunch of beings of all sorts to be able to go and say hello to Wow, I love that you have that secret agenda. That is probably the best secret agenda I've ever heard so far. Thank you for sharing that. Um, before we end, if people want to hear more about your secret agendas and your love for plants, I know you started a Facebook group. Is that open for yeah. everyone? Yeah, totally. It's Talk to the Plants. And how and do they find it? Well, you go to Facebook and you search talk to the plants. <laughs> it's a group. I honestly, I started a page, but I don't look at that page very often, but I look at the group. <laughs> so if you would like to join this agenda <laughs> of making the whole world into a park and start yeah. talking to plants, come on and join Monica somewhere, whatever, yeah. whatever social channel of your choice. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, you so, so much, Monica. Much. It's been an amazingly fun and happy podcast. Yay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast, Feeding the Wolf of Possibilities. I hope you have more space in your world now. If you would like to listen to earlier episodes, share with other people or subscribe, please go to Spotify, iTunes, or visit katrinavalentin.com slash wolf.